Hi there. Welcome to another edition of Making Money. I'm Gordon Whitehead, retired broadcaster, along with the financial coach, Ron Hebert, retired portfolio manager. Okay, well, you and I are parents, Ron. We've You have more children than I, but, uh, you know, still, we've got kids, and we've been through that process. Thankfully, they're adults now, and they're earning good livings, <laughs> and I don't have to pay allowances anymore. But that point came, I'm going to say with our kids, it was about 12 or 13. Is that probably about a normal age, do you think? Yeah, I think usually before that, uh, if kids really need something, you shell it out. Um, but as kids old, kids get older, um, you try to, if you're trying to teach kids about money, you try to make some of the expenses that they that you'd normally pay, give them some of the money, and let them have to pay for that, so that it starts teaching them rudimentary uh, financial skills. I mean, you look at the average kid graduating from high school does not know how to set up a bank account. I mean, it's really tragic. They know nothing about RSPs. They know nothing about saving. They know everything about spending. And, you know, this is a big opportunity because in the U.S., and I couldn't find any comparable statistics in Canada, but the Certified Public Accountants Institute in the United States actually did a survey, and they found out that two-thirds of parents give their kids allowances. So there's a huge opportunity here uh, that, that you can do so that instead of just doling out the money and its payments should have some strings attached, like a mandatory percentage that goes into savings, and this type of thing and basic budgeting skills can uh, really teach kids a lot about life and budgeting. And you, as a parent, you don't want to let this opportunity escape or go to waste. So we're going to give you some tips today on allowances, how much should you give, and just some general, nine general guidelines that will help you if you're a parent really take advantage of this teaching opportunity that you have if you are going to give your kids or can afford to give your kids an allowance. You know, it reminds me, Ron, of uh, when our sons were both playing hockey, because both the kids played hockey, which is an expensive pastime, but, you know, I was fortunate enough to make enough of a living that I could manage it. But I remember one year, I said to them, I'm going to keep track of how much we spend this year on hockey, registration, equipment, you know, driving back and forth to practices, and one of the kids practiced out of town. Uh, And when I showed them the number at the end of the year, you should have seen the size of their eyes. And I said, that's why when you guys grow up and you have your own kids, you'll learn just about how you have to manage your affairs to be able to do this. I thought it was a good life lesson. It's a great life lesson for kids. And, you know, on the, you know, I mean, point number nine sort of dovetails in with this. On the portion of the allowance that they have, you want to set guidelines for what they can and what they cannot do with the money. For example... Um, you know, if they get an allowance, maybe some of that should go toward a hockey camp. But then again, if they're doing violent or, or, or sexually explicit video games, well, don't allow them to do those kind of things. I mean, people want their kids to be their best friends. And sometimes it's important that kids realize that you're there for to keep them, not necessarily to do everything so that you're best buddies with them all the time, but to sometimes you have to stand up and it tends to be a little bit controversial when you you have to stand up and you're the beacon out there to get them to do the right things and to learn the proper lessons. So 
you know, it's important to set guidelines on what they can and what they can't do with their money and showing them how much it costs to do a particular thing um, teaches some, some great lessons later on. Yeah, so we should say, I guess, to start with, that the, the money that you get in this allowance, there's some strings attached to it, right? Yeah, and in order to continue to receive it, they have to fulfill certain requirements and duties. So many people, they give kids an allowance, and the kids think it's an entitlement, that they don't have to do anything, they just get it, and that it's theirs for the... Uh, there's absolutely nothing they have to do to deserve it, or there's nothing they have to do to earn it, that just by uh, breathing, you know, you hold a mirror up to their nose, and if it fogs, <laughs> they're entitled to get something. Well, a level of entitlement is not a good attribute to give kids as they go through life. They think they're entitled to a job, they're entitled to an income, they're entitled to happiness, they're entitled to this, and they're entitled to that. No, they're not entitled. They have to go up and earn it. And, of course, one of the best ways to do that is start early by giving them money management skills and helping them realize, you know, if they want something, they're going to have to reach out and they're going to have to earn it. Yeah, maybe it's, okay, you clean up the dishes after dinner, you cut the lawn, you shovel the snow in the winter, you walk the dog three times a week instead of mom and dad doing it. Simple things, right? But you attach those strings to it. Yeah, and, you know, traditionally kids get an allowance of $1 to $2 per week for every year in age. So if you have a 12-year-old, for example, that would be $12 a week. Now, that might seem like a, like a fair bit to a parent, but, you know, you can include child's expenses that they're going to have to cover with their allowance, whether it's some of their clothing, some of their school expenses. So when you're paying them an allowance, you want to sit down with them and help them realize that this allowance just is not for consumption, not for just going to movies and buying candy and, and uh, uh, buying a new skateboard or whatever it is. This is going to have to cover certain expenses, and they're going to have to budget to be able to make sure that they, for example, if it's school expenses like lunches or there's certain pieces of clothing they want, they're going to have to budget for it. So it's just not... They get their allowance, then every time they want something else, they come to you and you're just uh, a money dispensary to them, you know, or a money vending machine. You're teaching them some valuable lessons. And you don't want to make that allowance so large that there's absolutely no incentive for them to be industrious or go out and seek paid work opportunities. I mean, Gordon, you and I were just talking before we, we did this podcast about the fact that, you know, you can mow lawns, you can babysit. Uh, you can shovel snow. There's just lots of things that kids can do where you don't have to um, go and, and work in a commercial setting. I know where we live, because there's, there's a lot of older people there, um, there's kids that are literally making, by shoveling walks in the evenings, uh, they're making a couple hundred dollars a week just yeah. doing that. Or, you, you know, know. Go, go for the senior down the street and say, I'll go and pick up your groceries and give me a $5 tip for it. What, whatever. Yeah. 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 Or mowing lawns in summer or trimming trees. There's just lots of things that kids can do that, that helps them realize that, look, mom and dad are just not a wallet that I'm going to tap every time I want something. And if you 
give them no incentive, they're not going to work. They're not going to seek out paid opportunities. They're not going to be industrious. And so uh, it's very important that you, you set specific parameters around what they have to do, what the allowance you're going to let them cover, and uh, what discretionary part of uh, the allowance they have. And, of course, number five is make sure a mandatory percentage of the allowance goes towards savings. This will give them good habits that they'll carry into adulthood. You know, the old saying that if you save, you start at an early age and you save, say, 10% of your money, it means that you've got 90% of your money left over for you. And if you're starting at an early age to put away 10%, and that becomes a habit, most people that save 10% over their lifetimes with the compounding, especially if they start when they're, they're, they're in their teens, by the time they retire, even if they've only made a modest income, they're going to have more than enough to retire. So building a savings requirement in the allowance is a really good thing. And, you know, uh, rather than just teaching kids to be uh, selfish, number six is require a percentage to be devoted to charities or helping others. Learning to be generous is an important life skill, and that's just another thing that you can teach with allowances. Okay, so now we touched on this sort of briefly. There, there can be a basic set of duties, right, that you just yeah. lay out and say, okay, here's, here's what you have to do to get this allowance. Yeah, and so you, these things are the, the, the family responsibilities. In other words, you're doing these things, and if you want to have extra things that you're to, to earn extra money, uh, but, you know, you hear parents say, well, you know, I pay my kids $20 a week, but they don't do any of the chores that I ask them to do. Well, there again, there has to be some basic responsibilities where if they're not doing these responsibilities, um, don't, don't give them an, you know, allowance. an allowance. The allowance is not an entitlement. You yeah. know, they, they need to get out and work for it. So uh, that is definitely number eight. Make a list of things that they can do to earn extra money. So if you have extra jobs that uh, you'd normally hire uh, someone to do. I mean, if you need your, uh, during the summer, if you need your, uh, some of your, your shrubs pruned or your, your beds clear to weeds, get the kids to do it and pay them some extra money to do that. But these nine points will allow you to set some controls and teach your kids some valuable lessons along the way. So, you know, please don't waste this opportunity. It's, it, it can set your kids up so that they have good financial skills for the rest of their life. But just something as simple as learning to manage the allowance that you give them every week. Yeah, it's, it's as we've talked about, the theme of this show is financial literacy, and it begins at a young age. Uh, you know, we did that with our kids. I, I mean, I... I got a lot of those lessons from, from my parents and from my grandfather. <laughs> my grandfather was a title bugger, pardon the expression. But I used to get a shilling, as he called it, because he was from Ireland, right? I'd get a quarter. and But I had to go out and help him in the garden, right? I had to go out and help him in the garden. I had to pull weeds in the garden or I had to peel carrot, or pull carrots out and go wash them off under the faucet. It started when I was like five years old. And I, I've lived with it my whole life, and I try to impart that in our children, right? I think it's important. It's critical. Yeah, I know watching you over the years telling me about the lessons that you've been able to teach your kids uh, about finance through just allowances and responsibility and chores. Uh, you know, that's, that's just a great example, Gord. And, and you know, hopefully your kids are going to now be able to take that 
example and pass that on to their own families as well. Yeah, that's it. it yeah, it sort of becomes a generational thing, which, uh, you know, we've all, I, I think we can all, just to wrap this up, we all know people who have, you know, come from wealthy backgrounds. And when they get into the real world, when they get out there and they're on their own and they, they haven't got that basic understanding or that safety net under them, you see them floundering. And you sit down and have a conversation with them, and they never got taught about those things. That's really yeah. what it amounts to, right? Yeah, 90% of third-generation money gets frittered completely away. Yeah. So, you know, and in families where it doesn't get frittered away, it's because they've used opportunities like allowance and to teach things like savings, helping others, responsibility, um, that and requirements and being industrious and being productive. And those are all wonderful lessons. And the kids that learn it, well, they're, you've set them up for the next generation. And for the kids that don't, well, uh, they've got a lot of hard lessons to learn. All right, that wraps it up. If you're going to pay your children an allowance, nine points there you can ponder. Some place to start. We're back next week with another edition of Making Money. And as we always say, if you have a suggestion for a show or a question about something that we've covered and we, you don't think we fleshed it out well enough, feel free to send us a query. Letsmakemoney.ca is our website. Or you can also reach us through our friends at cfcw.com, where the show has been hosted since its inception, I would point out. Uh, and Ron and I'll be happy to get back to you. We're back next week with another edition of Making Money. On behalf of the financial coach, Ron Hebert, I'm Gord Whitehead. Thanks for joining us. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.